Hello, everyone. Good morning. Another episode, and I have a special guest today. That when it's about circle healing and coaching, there is no one else that I can think of than Cynthia. So, Cynthia, welcome to the to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Luis. This is such an honor. Thank you so much. No problem. Um, we met a couple of days ago, and it's just been such an amazing experience. Your energy is in the high level since the first time that we started uh, talking to each other. We share so many things, talking about spirituality and our past and all this kind of connection that we uh, kind of talk between you and me, right? And uh, we're going to be sharing a little bit of your story but uh, I'm just super pleased to have you here. I know that many people need some help when it's about spirituality, right? And uh, but okay, so all the people that know you in the in the industry of healing and, and all this about soul um, coaching. So who who is Cynthia? What can you tell the people that who what were you doing before? How do you got into this place in helping people to help themselves in their soul? You know what? Um, I created Soul Circle Healing out of my own healing journey. Wow. I suffered a lot of childhood trauma, um, family pain, family divorce pain. And um, <clears throat> I went on in my life, you know, having to run through my challenges, run through my adversity without being able to process my pain or process the things that happened to me as a child. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, during COVID, I had a time in my life to sit still. And because I hadn't been able to process 40 something years of pain, 40 something years of trauma, Mm -hmm. When COVID uh, shut us all down, I had a chance to be still. I had a chance to meditate. I had a chance to start processing the things that I have had to go through in my life. And it just started leaking out of me. And I had to, because we were in lockdown, I was forced to feel it. I was forced to heal it. And I was able to reflect on my life in such a huge way that I had to come to awareness of all the things in my life that led mm -hmm. up to that moment and how it affected me as an adult, a child, youth. And as I grew through my own pain, as I healed through the own, my own pain, I created literally a healing pod in my own house to heal. Mm. I surrounded myself with meditation, with sound healing. I surrounded myself with journaling. I started to write. Um, at first I was just writing every time I started to cry, I would write out what I was feeling in the moment. Mm -hmm. And then it became a habit. Every time I felt anger, anytime I felt pain, anytime I felt anything, I would get out my phone and I would just, I would literally do an automatic writing. And I was literally just writing from my soul. I felt like writing from my heart, writing from my pain. I wasn't even thinking about what I was writing. It was so automatic. And before I knew it, I had pages and pages and pages of written wow. work and it was very healing and very therapeutic for me, but I've written almost an entire book about my life and my childhood and the things mm -hmm. that I've gone through. And, 
And one of the things I've realized is most of us have childhood traumas. Whether we have awareness to it or not, we all suffer different things from our parents. Again, I respect my parents and I know the decisions that they made for my childhood were just them making decisions out of where they viewed themselves in that moment, Mm -hmm. where they viewed their own childhood in that moment. So I hold no uh, ill feelings towards my parents because I know they were just doing the best that they could do. But it was my responsibility to clean that mess up in my life. It was my responsibility to heal these things that I suffered from in my life. So out of the passion of my own healing journey, I created Soul Circle Healing because I wanted to develop uh, a unique and creative way to heal our traumas, to heal our own self-doubt, self inability to love ourselves, um, our own intimacy Mm -hmm. needs as humans, right? Yeah, you know what? I I believe that sometimes uh, we have some traumas that we only know. We, we, you know, I I think that we are a vessel that uh, sometimes we don't share because it's so traumatizing, you know, and we just keep it to ourselves and we, we go through life and trying to figure it out okay it, this happened but whatever but at the same time like it's still there you know and um that happened to me i had almost almost the same uh not as uh, as deep as you do but i remember that i have few few traumas from my childhood that i have to heal myself i have to forgive myself that it happened and forgive the people that who it happened right and that's a hard process because Sometimes I believe that uh, being in front of the mirror and asking those questions, how to forgive yourself, how to forgive someone else in a deep level is is hard because we just encounter different feelings that we don't know how to control, how to how to get better in those feelings. We just go and feel angry, you know, upset because he happened and you don't and, and, and learn how to meditate and how to take it into a deepest le- and a deeper level in the way that you can actually forgive yourself first. Because uh, as a child, we don't know what we do. We just do because we do, right? We don't have conscious as we do as an, an, as an adult, right? So, uh, and now as an adult, I can tell you my process was almost the same. I was writing down questions. For me, it's been questioning myself. Why did I do it? What I was thinking at that moment that I can remember that it can help me to heal myself. And I remember I was talking to God. I can tell you in that way, especially, you know, and and because I was at that point that I was super uh, away from my spirituality and God. Right. So I remember writing that question, like, why am I feeling this in, in this way? God, please help me to uh, to find an answer that I can heal myself, that I can forgive myself for what it happened, for what I for for the people that happened with and, and love them for the way they are, because whatever it happened, it was a mistake. But now I want to forgive them and I want to forgive myself, too. Right. And you know how much uh, relief I had after doing all this kind of stuff. It, it was just a. a I don't know. It was like a feather after, you know, I cried. I was, uh, I don't know, like I can, I can assure you that, you know, the feeling when you're writing down and you're crying so much, you know, because it's so much pain that you're going through that you want to release 
you know, and, and, and sometimes we just don't want to do it because we don't want to pass through that pain, but we need to, we have to, we must to go through that pain in order for us. Like, I feel like crying right now uh, that, uh, that we need to make it happen to make our life easier, you know, and sometimes to make our life easier is going through hard times and ex ex uh, get exposure to those uh, feelings that we have deep inside us, right. And within ourselves. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, I don't know what you can tell about that, but I'm pretty sure that you have almost the same experience. And, uh, I know you were talking about reading down all your, all your thoughts and stuff like that. And I know that you mentioned when we met that you are working in a book. Yes. Um, I'm calling it a uh, journey of an intuitive empath. You see, I was uh, a psychic medium. Um, I am a psychic medium. I've always mm -hmm. been a psychic medium, but I had to hide that from my parents. I had to hide that from the people I was around at a young age. I did not have trust to, mm -hmm. to share these things about me, even though I know that I was saying things as a kid, because like you said, we just say things. We just speak from our soul. We don't know any different. We don't hide ourselves necessarily. We don't have that cognitive way to say oh I shouldn't speak about this but at a certain age I kind of stopped sharing that part of me and I became reserved and my throat chakra got blocked and it put me in a lot of um, difficult situations as a child as a youth as a young adult because I was not being able to speak my truth and I wasn't able to speak my way out of situations and I would freeze and it would keep me in harm's way. Um, but as you talk about, you know, bringing up those feelings, it's, it's called regressing into our feelings, regressing back into our childhood. And it's a reflection, but more of a deep regression. And I call it regression because we almost get into a trance like mm -hmm. feeling where we go back into our childhood and we are like basically in that moment as a child and it feels just as real in this moment as it did as you were at seven or five at 10 or 11. And when you are able to regress into those feelings, you are able to have awareness for what your seven-year-old self was going through in the moment. You're able to now give your seven-year-old self what it didn't receive in that moment to heal, right? So let's say your seven-year-old child got something that was taken away from you and that trauma sits with you as an adult. As an adult, you can regress back into that feeling. You can give your inner child that love and respect or that loving hug or that loving words that your inner child needed to hear in that moment that it did not get from the parent or it did not get from the teacher or did not get in that situation. And if it's a physical item as adults, we can afford to now go and buy ourselves that childhood gift. You know why that that's, that's very, very, very powerful, very powerful. Uh, now that you're mentioned that, like, I, I think I need to do that. You know, I, I feel like I need to still going back there and me as an adult and, you know, just it's OK, buddy. You know, like you didn't do wrong. It's OK. 
you know, I, it will feel so much comfortable, you know, because I didn't have someone to do that for me, but I can do it now, like go back and, and, and see my inner child. I'm a child anyways, you know, I like to play like a child all the time, enjoy myself and be the child, you know, and sometimes like, even my wife, she says, I don't have only one child, my, my, my daughter, Natalie, right? I have two, my husband and my, and my daughter, Natalie, you know, I, I, lo I love childs, you know, I love playing with my daughter so much. It's something that I enjoy so much. And, and I think we coming back for, for that, right? Because something that I would really love to is have someone that plays the way I play with my daughter and the way we're trying to uh, make her enjoy her life or her childhood. Does it make any sense? Absolutely. And I think as adults, over time, we found ourselves in some sort of programming from our life, right? But as children, we are free to laugh. We are free to have joy. We're free to dance around and sing. And we don't care who's looking at us for the most part. It's not, it's not till labels get start slapping at us from yeah. adults, from, from teachers, from friends. And once these labels start getting slapped on us, we start seeing ourselves from these labels that other people have put on us, not ourselves. It that yes go on sorry 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 for interrupting okay. and it's very important as you talk about being childlike it is important as adults to dip into our inner child and give our inner child that love that dance i used to love to sing and dance as a kid and that was literally my I'm going to stop you right there because okay. I was looking into your social media and I saw that you were dancing and you were talking about your in my inner child is you, you feel like dancing that was amazing that was amazing and you know what uh, sometimes I do I just don't say like oh, I'm the child that's, that's amazing what you do I love what you do and the way you do it seriously and sometimes I just feel like, you know what my child just wants to dance you know, and I just started dancing and, and a couple of days ago, uh, actually before I met you, I was with my with my daughter and there is a song in social media uh, that, that uh, well, I'll say it. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> it's like, something like that. So I just grabbed my daughter's hand and I was like, hey, Nat, you know what? Let, let's just rock and roll. And I just started, you know, saying the song. And my daughter loves it. And every time, like we're going to go to the bus station, she's like, "Daddy, can we, can we, can we play that song?" You know, so that's awesome. That, that it, it just bring it your child back, you know, and enjoy those moments. Because as you were saying, as an adult, we just care about those labels that we're caring from other people, and we care what other people think about us and how we look to others. When the reality should be that we should care for how we look into ourselves, right? And, and I think that's a very powerful thing to look at things, right? Because uh, I think many people that have problems into going out there, they they care about what other people think about them. And they should not. They should love themselves the way they are, the way they uh, appreciate things and things like that to, to be, you know, uh, more happy, you know, happier. Excuse my English. Sometimes it's very bad looking. <laughs> No worries. But uh, but yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. Absolutely. I think the key to being happy as an adult is connecting with our inner child. And it's funny that you talk about those videos I post because I actually had somebody this week make a comment saying I should speak more and dance less. And I was like, well, you're not getting the point of what I'm trying to show people. I'm trying to show people 
it is a necessary, uh, a necessary for us to connect to our inner child daily, weekly, monthly, like yes. every day I want to connect to my inner child because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel joy. And you know what else? It makes me feel confident. Wow. And why can't we laugh at ourselves and be foolish? Because kids can be foolish without feeling like people are looking oh, at Oh, you do know what? Something that I hate. Yeah, I don't want to let's say hate, but it's hate. When uh, people tell me, are you a child or what? Uh, yes, I love it. <laughs> and I love it, you know, and I look happier. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, because I, I don't know, in, in my case, when I was a child, it, and, I, and I can assure you that, and I'm pretty sure that child is the purest thing in soul that you can find. If you look at, into a, a child, they don't care about bills. They don't care about it because they don't know about it. But we do. And, and yes, it's responsibility, right? The ability to respond, right? But at the same time, we have that child, as you mentioned, that we don't have to, we, we don't, we don't have to forget. We have to like keep it with us to enjoy our life in a way that, okay, life is happening. Yes. And that's why you keep adding things as uh, responsibilities and, and things and growing. Right. But you have to be able to manage all this kind of stuff without forgetting that you are a child that you can be happy every day. Right. We are a child at heart. And if you don't cultivate your inner child, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to live a happy life. I don't have children, but I literally look at parents who have children, like you said, you love to sing and dance with your child and think about the bond and the connection you're making with your child. Think about the example you're setting for your child as this is what it's okay to be as an adult. You're okay to laugh, sing, dance, and act foolish once in a while, right? Mm -hmm. You know what? Every day I can laugh at myself. I literally howl laughing at myself. And I feel sad for people who can't laugh at themselves, who don't have joy in their heart, who don't have that connection to their soul, to their heart, to their inner child. It's something that we all need to work on. We all need to cultivate because as you connect to your inner child, that helps you put healing to those wounds, to those traumas that you have. And I'll tell mm -hmm. you something. I know because I connect to my inner child, I look younger. I act younger. My energy you do. is younger. <laughs> you do. You do. You do. Right? Yeah. I don't want to share this, but I actually, we, we talk about it when we met, right? About your age. And I'm like, no, that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> right? But um, so... Is there any, what kind of tips can you give to the audience uh, today if they are trying to heal themselves, if they have something, a trauma, or they just don't feel comfortable with their soul, or, or they want to start working in the spirituality uh, and forgive their souls or, uh, you know, or, or, or this kind of stuff, what can they do or any kind of tip to start and who, whoever uh, start is started already, what can they do to improve into getting to a deeper uh, a deeper level and, uh, and do it to the next level. So a couple of things people can start with that are very easy that don't feel um, invasive because 
you know, the healing is feeling. So you must feel the pain in order to heal the pain and not everyone's ready for that step. So what I could recommend is connecting with yourself, sitting still with yourself, self, or connecting with yourself in nature, taking yourself on walks, not with anyone else, go by the ocean, go by a lake, walk. You know, when we get out in nature, we have no choice but to start reflecting. Like mm-hmm. we, we, we automatically start thinking, but because wow. we're out in nature, it's healing to us. Wow. Wow. That's that. It, it just bring back in my memory uh, that one of my business that uh, if I fail in that business, you know, how was the, the, the way I heal myself? I went to the ocean. That's how exactly. I did it. I felt like I needed to be there and just look at the ocean. Uh, I was in in states. I was in Maine, uh, and I went to visit five different ports, and and I wanted to do something crazy. I wanted to uh, swim with a, with a shark. I don't know. I wanted to do something that to heal myself, that like to make a, like a new chapter. I don't know if that makes sense, but I wanted to do something that can. At that time, it was COVID, right? So I was like, you know what? If I if I'm able to close this chapter in the way with nature, I, I think that's it. But I couldn't because it was it was a COVID, right? And it was around this this season, so it was pretty cold. <laughs> so I couldn't uh, uh, swim with a shark. I couldn't go and uh, um, uh, how you call this uh, when you go in the airplane and you drop yourself on the plane. Uh, skydiving. <laughs> Sorry. So I wanted to go skydiving. Something extreme, you know, that uh, if you go like and stand up a lot, like it's, it's a new chapter for me. That's how that's how I was looking at it. But I couldn't. So I just went in different. I, I went to five ports. I don't remember the name, to be honest with you. I have the picture that in my Instagram. If you want to look at it. And uh, and yeah, that's how I healed myself from that failure. You know, and that's that. Wow. Wow. It's, it's just awesome. Every time that I talk to you. <laughs> So I would call that a death and rebirth because you wanted to spiritually die that die out that moment, not that moment, but death and rebirth. That's what you were doing. You were, you were, you were accepting what had happened to you and you were like going to death that moment in your life. You were not going to, you were going to grieve it, but you weren't going to let it stick on you like a label and going to the ocean is great because it's nature is healing. Oceans are healing. And what people don't remember about themselves before they came into earth, and I'm going to get really deep here, but Mm. we're spiritual beings before we're human. We're spiritual beings living in a human experience. And earth is magical. The sun, the moon, we live on a big ball that floats in the universe. Like how is that uh, you not know what? magical? It's, it's every time that I talk to you, something weird that you say all the time, no weird in, in that aspect, but it, because in, in my experience, I, I have, it, well, it had happened that I go with someone like, I know you from somewhere, but I don't know where, but I know that I know you and like, I don't know you at all. Like, mm-mm. No, we, I know, like, I, I know that I know you and I do believe in uh, other lives, right? Like maybe in a different life, we met something like that, right? I do believe on that and, and it's nothing wrong with it, right? As there are people that don't believe on those kind of stuff, right? But I totally believe in that and that happened to me many times. Absolutely. I call these soul contracts. It's contracts we made with 
our souls before we came into this lifetime that we would meet. I'll give you an example. Um, this was how I learned what a soul contract was. You ever just given someone money because you felt that in that moment you needed to give this stranger five bucks or you oh, need 100%. to help them get gas? It is not a coincidence that you run into these people. It's a soul contract that you made with this soul before you came into this life so that you would help them so they could get on in their life, right? And we have many soul contracts. Some of them are karmic contracts. And these are people that we need to learn lessons from um, in order for us to evolve our soul the soul's evolution. And you talk about past lives, which I know this is a whole other podcast. Yes. <laughs> but I have, I know that my soul is an old soul. I've always felt it from a young age. I even knew my soul was older than my parents' soul. And I know that sounds weird, but I just always knew as a young girl that my soul was older than my parents, that I had lived more lives, that my soul was already more evolved than their soul. And I can mm -hmm. tell now even more so as we look at our parents and the lessons that they've learned in their life, but also the lessons they haven't learned in their life that you and I have already learned in our life at a young age. So we know our soul is already more evolved Yes. in our soul evolution. And I do believe that we had a past life connection. It could be as simple as crossing paths in a past life. But I'll give you another example is, you know, when you meet someone and then you have an instant, you're, it's like your soul is rejecting that person. Yeah, you just, yeah. No, it's not good. It's just like, nope, get me away from this person. And it's because this soul probably wronged you in a past life and your soul is having a soul recognition because our soul doesn't need to see the person because this is just a vessel we chose for this life. And in another mm -hmm. life, we had a different vessel, but our soul does not forget. And I know we're getting wow. off topic now, but. Yeah, oh, okay, let's go back in track. So we were talking about the, the, the tip from you saying that go in nature, if you're right. starting this, so go in nature uh, and, and you have no other uh, option to start reflecting, right? So is there any other tip that you can uh, tell to someone that is yes. starting in this spirituality and, and going a deeper level? I think you need to become an avid book reader. And even someone who doesn't like to read books had value to our life. Books give us knowledge. And it is a very small monetary investment to make in yourself to educate yourself. I believe in self-education, educating ourselves on the things that we want to learn. And books have been a huge... Um, knowledge cool. wisdom source for me in my mm -hmm. spiritual awakening in my awakening to my soul self into myself and there are many books that have changed my outlook changed my perspective changed my life for as little as five dollars to fifty dollars right That's so awesome so can you share three books that you can tell the audience you know what i totally recommend to read this book because uh, this will change your life in this way Okay, so this was one of my first books that really opened up my mind to my ego. 
and when wow. my ego was running my life versus when my higher self was running my life. Ew. So Eckhart Tolle, he's an amazing writer and he has many books, many New York Times bestselling author. Many mm. of his books are. It's called A New Earth, Awakening to Your Life's Purpose. A New Earth? Awesome. Um, and another yes. one is Think and Grow Rich, which we already talked about. Um, yes, Napoleon Hill. This book. But this is a better take on Think and Grow Rich, because as you know, I had to read Think and Grow Rich maybe five, six times in order to yes. really grasp the concepts to actually utilize them in my life. Correct. But Bob Proctor wrote a book called You Were Born Rich. And it's basically the same co uh, concepts as Think and Grow Rich, but it's in a more digestible, more visual, more, it's in a more di uh, easier way to understand the teachings of Think and Grow Rich. So wow. I would recommend anyone to read this one first then read the other one because they're going to digest the other one so much easier after they've done this one. Wow. And actually I did read this one first before the other one. Okay. And that's why I know had I read the other one, I think that I would have gotten frustrated mm -hmm. um, because the concepts are so deep and not necessarily for the average person, it would be hard to read that book and then utilize the concepts. But this one makes it so clear, so concise. There's no, it's, it just makes it easier. Perfect. So it's uh, the name, um, You Were Born Rich, right? You Were Born Rich by Bob Proctor. Okay, Bob Proctor. Perfect. I'll put on my, on my, on my list too. Yeah. And, um, I think he co-wrote the book with um, Mark Victor Hansen and Jack Canfield. Yeah. And mm -hmm. they're bestsellers of uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul. They're okay. part of that grouping. Nice. Another book I read was also by Jack uh, Canfield, Mark Victor Hansen, and Les Hewitt. It's called The Power of Focus. Oh, wow. Power of Focus. And it's basically how to hit your business, personal and financial strategies with confidence and certainty. Nice, nice. I, I will put it on my list too. You know what? Something that I love about the podcast is uh, uh, the guests are sharing books, right? And sometimes there are books that I haven't read. And, um, and yeah, I, I'm going to add them on my list. And then we can talk about those books. I will be in a very interesting podcast too and uh, we can i can keep talking about soul and um and meditation and yes yeah okay you want to watch another book yeah this one yeah, yeah. Actually, go ahead go ahead i read a year ago and i wish i read this years ago to be honest but awesome. it's called the untethered soul okay and it's by michael a singer and um it is also a new york times bestseller um, and this one will really help you 
find out who your soul is dig deep into who you want your soul to be who your soul was okay. it's a very enlightening book it's easy easy to read and it is like a like any book it's like a mini uh mastermind a mini little course that you take right so okay nice well think cynthia thank you very much for sharing all these books with us and now, if you don't mind sharing uh, with the audience and the people that are listening, how can they reach out to you? How can they uh, approach you and have a, a, a do, do they have to have like a consultation with you first? Or how is the process to get uh, with you in a, in a coaching session and all this stuff that you do? Okay, so I do coaching, but I also do touch therapy. And I also okay. combined coaching and touch therapy because as Society. Okay, let's, let, let's do something. Uh, can you tell us uh, in a minute, in 60 seconds, what, what all the things that you do in your uh, therapy uh, business and how can you help people? Okay, so I, I've taken a bunch of different modalities and I utilize all of them in all of my sessions. So I do coaching, more strategic uh, coaching on... Um, things that they can do to help heal their inner child, to help heal the self-love wound or intimacy issues or childhood traumas. Childhood traumas are a little bit more specified, so I can't really go into details with that, yeah. but um, th there's many coaching avenues that I will meditate with them to, to take them through a regression. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I'm different is I'm gonna love a person, I'm gonna hold their hand, I am gonna hug them, I will be the shoulder they can cry on. When I was going through my healing journey, I didn't have any of those things for myself. Mm -hmm. And what I've realized is coaching and touch therapy go hand in hand when you're dealing with self-love, when you're dealing with intimacy issues, when you're dealing with childhood trauma, somebody needs your love and compassion to help walk them through this stage. Most people are afraid to feel their feelings. They're scared to feel their feelings, but if they knew that they had somebody there that was going to be a mental, emotional, and a physical support system for mm -hmm. them, people will drop their feelings and be able to dig deep and, and get that stuck energy out of them. So I use Reiki energy healing uh, to help unblock people's chakras because a lot of the energy gets stuck in different chakras and each chakra that we have. Well, you think chakras is a one hour talk to yeah, yeah. chakras. I'll and, uh, balance the chakras. I'll mm -hmm. try to show them the different chakras that they need to work on outside of our coaching um, plan. I'll give them tools on what they can do to help release that mm -hmm. stuck energy because stuck energy is just emotions and anger that we have not processed in our life that needs to come out. Um, we will work on constructive, healthy ways of releasing these things out of our life. Um, I use is there something that, that, that you mentioned, uh, Indian head massage? Yes. Yeah, so Indian head massage is also a, an intuitive energy healing that I use. People need to relax so they can feel. People mm -hmm. need to feel safe. Um, and that's why I choose an in-home studio to do my coaching, to do my touch therapy, because healing is feeling and healing is messy. 
And a clinical setting is just not right for it. A spa-like setting is just not right for healing. Mm -hmm. And I've created a healing pod, a healing studio in my own place to invite people in one-on-one in a safe environment for them to cry, for them to yell, for them to scream, however they need to release. And I am going to sit here with them and I might cry with them and I might scream with them because that's what they need. They need to feel like what they're going through is normal and it is okay. And there's nothing wrong with them. And this is the problem. This is the problem with healing is we make people feel like they're crazy. We make people feel like they have a mental issue. We make people feel like their emotions are too much. No, they're not. And I want to be that safe place to help people through this. And I do it through Indian head massage, Reiki, uh, sound healing, uh, meditation. Mm -hmm. And I have a new session that I'm gearing towards single people. I'm going to gear the same thing towards couples, but it will be more of a couple couple, uh, coaching, couple touch therapy, where I can help couples um, be more intimate with each other. But that's something that I have that that's just in the work and the progress. But nice. right now I have created a session that is sound healing, touch therapy, chakra balancing, chakra blockage. But it's physically me touching physically me giving them their energy, the love mm-hmm. and showing them it's self-care, it's self-love, and it's intimacy healing that this one session is going to roll out. And right now I have three participants that I will be practicing this session with over this mm-hmm. next week, and then I'm going to bring it to the table after the 17th. Okay, and nice. Geared towards single people because we don't get hugs. We mm-hmm. don't get the physical love that couples get or what married partners give each other. And this is going to fill a gap in society where we don't have anything like this. That is fantastic. So Cynthia, how can people reach out to you? Oh, yeah. So they can re- they can find me on Instagram at soulcircle1111. Perfect. They can find me on Facebook uh, just under my name, Cynthia Stewart. Um, okay. I do have a page for Soul Circle too, but I, I have so many pages. I just don't want to confuse. Okay. People can email me at synergizedgroup.com okay. or at uh, gmail.com. At gmail.com. Perfect. Yeah. Do you mind sharing? Yeah. Is there a phone number that they can reach out to you? Yeah, they can reach me at 647-219-8918. Perfect. So I hope I'm saying that right. It's a fairly new number and I don't have it off by heart yet. Yeah, don't worry. I have it here. So you guys, if you want to uh, get in touch uh, with uh, Cynthia, uh, the phone number is 647-219-8918. So uh, Cynthia, thank you so much for, for being here and sharing all this and talking about soul and uh, and meditation, right? And um, I wish you, wish you, wish you the best. And I know for a fact that uh, I consider you my friend for some reason, right? So thank you so much for your time. And uh, uh, for sure, we're going to have a, have you here again talking about a different topic. So thank you so much, uh, Cynthia.
Thank you, Lewis. I appreciate the opportunity. I love you. I one of the things about healing your own self love is you can just tell strangers or or people you've just met that you love them because you just I, I just love people unconditionally. And that's who I am. And that is part of what I bring to my that's coaching. lovely. That's lovely. So thank you, Cynthia, again, you have a fantastic day. You too. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you. See ya. See you.